Welcome to Smart in the City, the Babel podcast where we bring together top actors in the smart city arena, sparking dialogues and interactions around the stakeholders and themes most prevalent for today's citizens and tomorrow's generations. I am your host, Tamlin Shimizu, and I hope you will enjoy this episode and gain knowledge and connections to accelerate the change for a better urban life. Smart in the City is brought to you by Babel Smart Cities. We enable processes from research and strategy development to co-creation and implementation. To learn more about us, please visit the Babel platform at babel-smartcities.eu. European cities face unique challenges in implementing innovative solutions. With Babel Smart Cities, we're cutting through the complexity, offering a streamlined approach to procure urban innovations 50% faster and 20% more cost efficient. Our expertise not only accelerates your project's timeline, but also ensures impactful, lasting solutions tailored to your city's needs. Discover how we can empower your city's future by visiting the link in the show notes. And now back to our episode of the day. So today we're headed back up north and we're talking all about smart city IoT. And for the first time, I'm very excited to talk about the metaverse on the podcast. So I hope you're excited as well. Um, I, I just want to get into it already and introduce you to the guest. Um, his name is Tebo Rantanen. He's the executive director at the city of Tampere in Finland. Welcome, Tebo. Thank you so much. I'm excited to uh, really get into all of these conversations. As I mentioned, it's kind of our first time we're going to talk about Metaverse on the podcast. So I'm really excited to to yeah get all of your knowledge on the topic. Um, you, um, I, I always start off with a little bit of a teaser question to to get us warmed up before we dig in more. Um, so. I have a question for you. Outside of its practical implementations, what's the most fun or whimsical use of technology you've seen in Tampere's smart city projects or in general? Well, I think the uh, one of the fun thing was uh, a few years back, we already launched robots uh, with our school kids who taught uh, them both English and math. And they were just so excited about, you know, doing that. And uh, the feedback was was just uh, fantastic. And uh, they were showcased in many of the uh, exhibitions afterwards as well. And everybody's always kind of eager to see them and, and laugh at them. Yeah. So did you find it, it built motivation as well? It built. The fun thing was that uh, they told, the teachers told us that uh, when the kids can be, at least in Finland, a little bit shy when they make mistakes, so they don't dare to make mistakes. But with the robot, they were not at all shy and they didn't care at all. They made all the mistakes they could and should. So it was really opening up also the kids. Oh, very fun. Um, I am. I actually haven't done too much with, with robots, so I'm still waiting to have like my meals served by robots or something like that uh, soon. Um, so I know you've been around the block a bit. Um, I'd love to learn more about who you are, what led you to where you are today. Please tell us a little bit about your background. Sure. I've been now with the city of Tampere for eight years, uh, doing uh, all sort of stuff around technology, smart cities, and, and uh, other things as well. Before that, I was uh, a consultant for uh, more than 25 years, uh, first uh, with Anderson and then with Deloitte. And uh, at Deloitte, I was actually specializing in the last years in technology, media, and telecom. So led nicely into this, uh, this phase in my last uh, post was in London for two years. Very interesting. How was this transition between like kind of private sector consultancy into into public sector? 
It's been fun. Uh, first of all, you have to understand that you don't earn that much money that you do when you do your work <laughs> as a consultant. But uh, other than that, I was totally surprised by the uh, uh, the quality of people that we have working for the public sector, even though, you know, not so much uh, earnings. Uh, the motivation they have to do things and uh, sort of a the, the whole readiness of uh, a public organization to take new ideas, which I said I will bring with me and uh, a lot of change, which has happened. And that's been fun. Oh, good. Good to hear. Uh, I I now want to give uh, the listeners a little bit of overview into all of this work that has been done and is you're doing in Tampere. Can you give us a bit of an overview of the smart city focused work there? So when we started uh, eight years back, we started with a program called Smart Tampere, which was our smart city program for five years, uh, which was a full-fledged ecosystem program. We had more than 450 companies working with us, all the the main universities, research institutions, uh, plus the citizens as well and the uh, sort of civic organizations. So so really, really got a lot uh, uh, already working for the first five years. Then we switched to something which we called a data-driven city for citizens, where we focused more, even more on the data that we've been gathering and are gathering from all the devices and how to use that for the good for, for our people. And uh, then last year, we figured out now it's time to jump into Metaverse. So we put our Metaverse Vision 2040 in place and started to fulfill that at the same time as we do our data-driven city. Uh, program so a lot of things happening which uh, which again is really exciting and, and really fun yeah and you've already given a few good examples within that but i would love to also do you have like some more details about any of those projects within those that overview that you want to mention so if you look at the first uh, first part we had uh, five specific areas we worked on, which was uh, around healthcare, mobility, education, the hard infrastructure, uh, but also we we're looking at uh, how to sort of improve the governance of the city. And then we uh, use the technologies to understand better the technologies. We started with connectivity, then we looked at uh, the uh, the data and uh, analytics part of it. And of course, uh, all the time, it's also security and safety elements of that. Then moving on to the uh, to the next phase, we are now currently working on uh, five flagship programs, as, as we call them, because we want to bring this to life all the time. We want to bring this so close to people that they actually see things happening. So our five flagship programs go from um, using the, uh, the knowledge for enterprises, uh, where we have uh, put out last year and we showcased in Barcelona our uh, really interesting Tampere Pulse, which uh, is uh, analyzing the the data we have on people movement in the center of the city, but not only analyzing as it is today, but also forecasting the next 30 days, uh, which will give the information for our uh, companies, so small business owners, uh, restaurants, that they know what to, uh, what to expect. And we use data from different sources, from the the historical uh, analysis, but also from the future events happening in the in the neighborhood and the weather data and then combine all that into the movement data and that has been really fun example of that first flagship program uh, the second program is around the immigration so we want to help immigrants come into the city uh, with uh, analyzed data to really bring them the services uh, bring them the, uh, the the different elements of how to uh, feel welcomed in the city and stay in the city um, third is around kids uh, 
especially the youth who have difficulties. So we want to help them to better understand uh, their possibilities in life to avoid them being segregated and uh, left out uh, from from the uh, the rest of the group. Uh, again, using data and AI to, to, to do that. And robots? And robots as well. Uh, the fourth one is, uh, is around uh, the city, uh, sort of walking city safety, uh, as it started out with, because we had a... Um, uh, big program with the EU around uh, the uh, safety and security of big events, which is called Shore, and uh, the Shore resulted in uh, such a good uh, good uh, experience that we continued that. But now we bring the uh, more of the um, the XR sort of a, uh, a AR reality type of things into the uh, the equa- equation as well, and then we have fifth program which is around building the whole digital twin of the city and uh, using the digital twin of the city to do the digital planning from you know from the uh, the city planning to uh, building construction and also looking at elements like having a lot of data around built environment and non-built built environment could we do better when we are for example doing um, new areas of the city uh, which typically now what you do is you cut down all the trees when you go to the new area. Now with this potentially, we could then start planning so that we know exactly where the buildings are coming. We know exactly how we can you know, save the nature. And since one of our key principles is to uh, look for biodiversity and uh, that could help that goal to be uh, to be alive if we're fully successful with, uh, with the digital twin of the city. Also, we have things like uh, drone corridors that we're planning with the, the digital twins. Uh, and a lot oh. of uh, sort of other things that that's happening there. So five uh, flagship programs, which all have uh, sort of concrete elements and steps moving forward towards the big vision that we have uh, at the end of the day. Really, really interesting. Um, you mentioned in the first one that about uh, the project that you showcased in Barcelona. Was that the one that you won the award for in enabling technologies? Actually, it was part of that, but uh, it was more broader how we use the AI in the social context. So how we bring it to life for our people and uh, make sure that they get the services and they get the information that they need for their everyday life, which has been our sort of a guiding principle all the way uh, along. And uh, we believe that uh, these sort of the principles, which the, the Pulse was a good example of, of something we bring uh, to help everybody, uh, was uh, the sort of enabling technologies uh, win reason for us. So how do you use AI in the social context? <laughs> so we uh, we use AI to understand better the, the, the needs of, of the people. Uh, we use it in the context of unemployed. So with the unemployed people, we have an uh, sort of an AI model, which... Uh, separates the, the open work, open jobs into elements of it. So what are the elements of the job? We also use the information from the people to break down what they actually can and match those elements together, which which will then bring the much closer the uh, the right kind of a job to the right kind cool. of a person. And yeah. uh, that's something which we still have a little bit challenged uh, with the um, with the GDPR and uh, and the uh, the how could we use the data, but we have tested and piloted it, and it was so good that our national government has now taken it into their program. So they are now working on it to make it national, uh, and oh, it's, wow. it's it's really yeah. interesting because right now when we have 
Uh, we have still unemployment, even though we have a, a big, uh, big uh, challenge to find people to work. And one of the reasons is that we don't find the match always to to help the people to find the right kind of a job. So we hope that this will help also uh, us in in the shortage of workforce that we have. Really, really interesting projects. Thanks so much for for sharing those. Um, I want to talk about the metaverse now. Mm-hmm. I was excited. You could tell at the beginning to talk about it. So first, for all everybody who is like, okay, I know what metaverse is, but kind of explain to us, please, what what is the metaverse and what are the possibilities there? Well, first of all, it's good to say that even I don't know what metaverse is. So <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out uh, to me, it's something where we combine the sort of a real reality to the virtual reality in a way that actually they built upon each other. So a misconception of metaverse is that you work in a total virtual life in an, with an avatar. That's not the case. We, we always need to find out how it works, how it helps the everyday life of our people to, to live their life better. And we try to do it by, uh, by building a sort of a... Um, path going forward where we combine what we have in different elements of it. So digital twins, uh, XR reality, uh, connectivity, gen AI. So we believe that generative AI is one of those key elements that we need to make sure that this all works out. And in the background, we need to have very strong sort of a frameworks, how to work around it. We need to be thinking of the ethics of metaverse, how that works uh, for from our citizen perspective. But uh, a lot of uh, sort of exciting ideas. Technology is not there yet to sort of fulfill the the metaverse as it is today. But uh, it takes probably a few years. But we need to be prepared for that. So we need to prepare for the uh, the next few years when we have, you know, the kind of six G connectivity and uh, the glasses which look like your normal eyeglasses, which then you know work as the the Apple ProVision or, or or something else. But they don't they don't really are not that clumsy. And, and I believe that we are not too far away from from that reality. And then they come at a price point which is possible for for everybody to to get them when eventually we will lose the the kind of a uh, phone as a as a, as a, a device the user inter- interface will not be a phone anymore it'll probably be something where we are using the glasses voice hand uh, and eye movement yeah. and, and that will be the the way how we are using that and it's not too far away it's uh, my, my say, I've always said it's 2029 is the year when we are uh, getting this sort of a reality and if we want to be there 2029 we need to prepare already now, otherwise we'll be late Absolutely. And so what are the biggest possibilities for cities? How can they use Metaverse? Where do you see that going in the future? There are several elements of it. Uh, one which is quite obvious is, of course, the, the sort of a hard infrastructure cases where we can uh, do the, the sort of a, you know, better um, better working with the uh, city infrastructure, maintenance and, and planning and, and all the other issues there. But I also see a big, big potential with the services that we are bringing to our people. We are now having our new, um, or well, we had an old uh, office building uh, for the city services, which is now being renovated and uh, combined with a new element of it. And when we open it up in 2026, 
we hope to have also a metaverse version of the, uh, the sort of a city hall. So when the people come look for their services, they can either choose to come physically there or they can do the same experience going at their own devices and enter exactly the lookalike of, of this, this building and lookalike of these services. So that's one of the, the cool things to, to have. We also believe that there's a lot of um, potential in the um, in the area of elderly care, uh, which is the big, big challenge because we just don't have the workforce and we just have the aging population. So we need to figure out how we can help them to get the services they need uh, in a way that they, uh, they, they they could use. And then we can go back to the, the voice recognition and, and other type of techniques where they can get the help uh, virtually in, in the cases that is possible. Um, one of the interesting things we have been working on quite a lot is actually also the area of entertainment and the whole experience industry. So if you broaden your horizon on the uh, the, uh, the sort of experience industry, including the, the traditional entertainment, sports, esports type of things, uh, the whole gaming industry, uh, but also looking at how people are spending their, you know, their free time and how they are using their going to see you know, different type of, of XR reality events and, and happenings. So that is the uh, area which I believe will be pretty soon there. I was also myself uh, going to London to see the ABBA voyage to just to understand how that works in, in that uh, that stadium. And we want to do something like that with our Nokia Arena, which has a technical capability capacity being the Nokia test case place for all of these sort of things happening. So that's one of the uh, the new elements where there is. Right now we have a we have made a metaverse version of uh, uh, with one of our museums. Uh, Tampere was the place for the fiercest fights in the civil war in Finland uh, 110 years ago. So we believe that we can, and, and that's actually cool, I've seen, seen versions of that, that we can demonstrate to people actually how it how it is to be in the middle of those fights and you can do oh, it also wow. in the in the middle of the the central square where that happened so uh, these sort of things could be part of both educational and fun yeah absolutely i see it as there's so many possibilities kind of also with ai and really finding the ones that are going to stick and going to have impact is is a bit of the challenge right um what we have a lot of people listening that are working in cities. Um, and so that's usually who I speak to. What pieces of advice would you give to people working in cities who are kind of dabbling in the metaverse topic, um, but not sure if they want to dive in yet? I think that the, um, first of all, you, you need to be uh, making sure that uh, whatever you do, you have the full support and full backing of, of your organization. So, if there's somebody who doesn't really like these sort of ideas, especially high enough in the the organization, then that's a bad thing. So what we try to do, we try to make sure that our top top uh, leaders, our mayors, and our politicians are always involved, and they are sort of very much informed what we are doing and getting fully support for them. Um, the the other thing is to look for partners. So look for partners who you can sort of work together with. So with this. Uh, metaverse thing there's a specific um, uh, eu bid ongoing right now which is called the cityverse uh, eu has uh, reserved 15 million euros funding uh, for two to five projects around the, the cityverse which is their their word for metaverse in the cities 
uh, I think that they don't like the word metaverse, so they'd rather call it cityverse, which is fine. Um, and we have joined forces with uh, with Rotterdam, with IMEC, uh, with uh, Flanders, and uh, with Istanbul uh, to come together with a, a sort of a um, cool new ideas about what it might mean in the future. And working together with a city like Rotterdam has been just fantastic because they do a really, really good job. And, and 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 bringing this new new stuff around, we work a lot with the, with our Nordic city colleagues. There's a lot of good cities in the Nordics who work on these topics, and uh, and we are really keen to expand our network and and trying to see who's who who, who others might be interested to work with us, and come up with these uh, these new ideas. So, I think that uh, finding the right partners is one of those things, who also make be helped you to understand better what can be done. Now we talk also to people, and they talk to us, which is kind of fun that's uh, reaching out to us. There's a city called Nusantara in Indonesia, which is a new capital when Jakarta is falling to sea, and they're building this hundreds and billions of dollars project, building this new new capital. And they said, we want to be like Tampere. And that to me sounds like, hey, really, really cool. We, we, we also want to sort of be working with you. We, uh, we work with Dubai. We work with Los Angeles. We work with... Um, I start to work also with Neom, so trying to see how these these big big projects, the small things of what we do, can actually be helping them to figure out better how they move uh, their big projects. So we we love to be part of the global uh, team and work together with our global city colleagues, and of course also working with uh, with global companies. So we work our 450 companies then, and also additional 100 now. They are all from global, big global companies to small startups and everything in between, and we just love to work together with uh, with many of them. and uh, And we are happy to see that the, we get a lot of contacts uh, from the companies as well, even you know around the world, that they see that they yeah. would be benefiting from you know working with us. Absolutely, I, I I do want to touch. I mean, everything sounds really exciting and great, right? But I do want to touch on what dangers do you see ahead when using metaverse? What precautions really should we be taking with this type of technology? Well, I think that uh, returning back to the uh, the sort of ethics point of view, um, AI Act with EU is is one of those steps that we definitely need to take, and we need to do something with with the metaverse ethical uh, and and sort of a uh, safeguarding uh, mechanisms as well to have them in place, how the data of people is being used. We are in Finland in a lucky position where there's high trust to government, so people are trusting that we can use their data in, in a correct way. So we try to use that as a sort of a good piloting environment for trying out and testing different technologies, how we can control the use of data in a, in a, in a best possible way. Uh, but I think that uh, that is probably, it's at the same time the, the big challenge, but it's also the big sort of a how to make sure that people are trusting uh, the metaverse. Otherwise, if you don't get the citizens to trust what you do in the metaverse, then they just don't, you know, come along and, and then you sort of lost the game. So I think uh, the keeping and maintaining the trust of people, being as open and transparent as possible uh, for that reason is, is absolutely important and, and vital. And we're putting a lot of efforts right now uh, for the ethical part. So we have a couple of people just working on the ethics part of it and working together with the, uh, you know, the different academia around the world actually uh, participating in EU projects around that. So right at the latest one, we just were 
awarded was an AI for Citizens uh, project, which uh, includes, I think, 10, 12 cities around Europe. And uh, I think that these are the sort of things we, we need to be focusing on uh, to make sure that uh, that we uh, we sort of maintain that uh, ethical use of, of data. But the other thing is also to, which is, again, very, very important for us, how we make sure that the metaverse actually serves those who are not digitally capable, who are not sort of a, equipped to to actually work in that environment. So how we make sure that uh, what we build is built in a way that uh, all those most vulnerable people in the society can actually get most benefit out of it, what we are doing. So so I've used the um, uh, sort of a expression that so that they don't even know the technology behind. They don't need to know anything about what's happening in behind because we need to make it so safe and sure and easy uh, for people to use that, that it actually helps them in, 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 in their everyday life. And then I talk about, you know, the uh, uh, growing number of elderly people or, or people who have uh, disabilities or, or young children, how we can make sure that we, we also protect them. I don't, not so worried about the, uh, you know, us digitally uh, uh, native adults to, to be able to man, man, maneuver their way through, but, but all the rest, that's uh, probably the biggest concern. Yeah, and especially you mentioned, for example, using it with elderly populations, and I can imagine there's some challenges with that as well. Uh, so, yeah, thank you so much uh, for for sharing all of this with us. It's really valuable for us moving forward also um, to be able to share these lessons with other cities also interested in the metaverse. Um, I do have uh, one final part that I ask every uh, guest if they want to take an open floor. Um, so it's if you have anything that you felt like we didn't touch on and you really want to talk about, like the, the people need to know this. Do you have uh, something in mind that we didn't get the chance yet to talk about? Well, I think one of the uh, things also which uh, has been quite important for us is that we have been... Uh, able to you know think what is unthinkable we have been able to you know go to the final frontier and and, and face those new things that we didn't even know existed we learn as we go uh, but you have to be courageous and uh, kind of a uh, wanted to know the new things, wanted to learn the new things. And uh, th that kind of a team has been a real um, uh, blessing for me to have a team who's always open to new ideas, always open to new thoughts and, and brings those new ideas and involving the people as much as possible in, in this has been uh, one of the, the crucial points. And also involving the, the whole city organization because it's not just a group of people who work on these topics. It's actually something which we made sure that we have sort of a matrix type of organization so we have a lot of people who actually work their day job doing something else in the city and they are part of this team and then they bring all these new ideas to their teams and, and, and bring that forward in the city organization which can be sometimes a little bit um, slow in, in moving uh, forward but with these people in, in there as the agents uh, for, for new things and for, for sort of a putting um, stuff in place has been really uh, fantastic and enjoying the, the fact that we have been putting uh, together a team that doesn't recognize the sort of internal silos which happens so often in the, uh, in, the in the government and, and city organizations so we we're sort of proud of trying to break down the silos as soon as we see some of them happening so i think that uh, challenging the uh, sort of a traditional way of working is, is one of those key elements of, of success here and that, that's something which uh, definitely i want to share with all my my colleagues around the world
Absolutely. I And I, I also understand that you have an event coming up in Tampere actually focused on the metaverse also, right? Do you want to sure. um, tell everyone what that's about and invite them? <laughs> sure, absolutely. So 11th and 12th of June of this year, we will be gathering, a, um, hopefully uh, last year, I think we had 3,000 people more than that so this year around the Imagine the Metaverse theme. And we're looking at the Cityverse theme as one of them with a lot of these international cities being there. We're looking at a little bit how it tackles with the uh, industrial metaverse. So we have companies who work work on that. And we're looking at the uh, the uh, experience and entertainment industry as well and, and see how it works there. And uh, we have, you know, big, uh, big sponsors, big uh, company names there, our main two partners we work together with is uh, Microsoft and Nokia. So they are there and then a lot of other companies will be there as well. So absolutely we invite everybody to come there and there is no entrance fee. So uh, welcome to, to to see the city. And by the way, June is probably the best time of the year to come to Finland. Yes. Uh, sounds warmer than it is now, right? <laughs> and 20, 20, 22 hours of daylights uh, in a day. So so many possibilities when you have that much uh, exactly. daylight, right? Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, wonderful. So now I want to move on to our little segment, and it's a fun segment that we have. The one that I chose for you today is called Roll with the Punches. Um, and all the listeners will know that it's my favorite segment <laughs> that I love to do with people. Roll with the Punches. Answer this or that questions quickly and with your first instincts. So basically, I ask you a question, a, this or that question, and you just have to answer. You can't, you can't choose both, and you can't choose neither. You have to choose one, and then afterwards you can explain um, after we go through all of them. Sure. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Okay, are you ready? Yep. Okay. Finnish sauna experience or ice swimming challenge? Ice swimming challenge. AI or metaverse? Metaverse. Citizen engagement or public-private partnerships? Citizen engagement. Urban green spaces or high-tech campus? Urban green spaces. Open data initiatives or enhanced cybersecurity measures? Open data initiatives. Data-driven urban planning or community-driven urban development? Um, that's a tough one. <laughs> I would say community-driven uh, enabled. Good. Uh, smart water management or smart energy systems? Smart energy systems. Smart lighting or smart sensors? Smart sensors. Super strength or super speed? Super speed. Super speed. All right. <laughs> good. Good job. Uh, do you want to explain any of your answers? <laughs> no, I think that they uh, intuitively come right. I always uh, trust my intuition that uh, going forward. So, um, yeah, it sounded really good. <laughs> I was like, surprised that you said ice swimming challenge, to be honest, over the sauna experience. <laughs> sauna experience is so normal. It's like every day you do that. Ice swimming is something I really love to do, but it's sometimes you yeah. just find it hard to find the places to do it. Uh, we have a few places in the city center which are always queued. So there's a queue for the ice swimming. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's tough. And I'm too lazy. I, I have a place at by the lake but i'm too lazy to keep that uh, hole open to sort of a 
to stay there all the time. Yeah, which I, I should have a pump there, but I don't have a pump to to keep it open. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, good. So it's something more special for you. <laughs> it's something more special, and it's also something which which makes you feel even better. I don't know if you've even done that. I don't know if you've done that, but it's something which you know. First sense is like this is horrible. But when you come out from there, you feel so refreshed and you feel so good. So what I do is normally in the uh, in the uh, in the fall, I go uh, as long as the ice doesn't come every morning to swim, which means that the temperature of the of the uh, the water is like plus seven, plus eight degrees, and oh that makes feel so good. But when the <laughs> when the ice comes, I'm too lazy to to start breaking the ice. <laughs> That props to you, really. Uh, I I'm a bit of a wimp in the cold, I have to say. So I'm I'm scared. I I would I would do it once, right? If I if I come to Tampere in the winter time, I would do it once for sure. Yeah, so. yeah. We have a great place in the center of the city where there's a um, sort of a hot sauna, a restaurant called Combo, and you can go swimming there as well. So it's a oh, good yeah. experience to go. We did it, uh, I think, uh, two years ago when we had the event here. So we took people there. Okay, cool. Good to know. All right. Um, with that, I have one final question for you. Mm-hmm. And it is the question we ask every single guest. And it's to you, what is a smart city? To me, the smart city uh, is a word I would not love to use at all. So I would love <laughs> to sort of a f- forget that and move on. But to me, it's all about how we can make the everyday life of our citizens better. Very good. What word do you, would you like to use instead of smart city? We haven't figured out yet a good word. That's why yeah. we chose it. That's why we chose the metaverse to be the uh, the next <laughs> one. <laughs> I quite like urban innovation or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, smart city still urban, sticks urban, around. Urban innovation is good, but somebody has stolen it already and uses that name. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, very good. All right. Well, that's all I have for you today, Teppo. I'm really happy to have you on. Um, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your knowledge and a lot of experience and a lot of cool projects happening in Tampere, as well as the best tip on going ice swimming. So mm-hmm. thank you very much. Thank you, Tamlin. It's been a pleasure for me. And thank you also to all of our listeners. Uh, don't forget, you can always create a free account on babble-smartcities.eu. You can find out more about smart city projects, cool cities like Tampere, solutions, implementations. Thank you very much. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you at the next stop on the journey to a better urban life.